This is 20 Questions on Design Lake City. And today we've got Chris Owens on the show. What, how are you doing, Chris? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, it's been a crazy year, but I don't know. How, how is COVID treating you? It is treating me well. <laughs> no, it is. I haven't uh, experienced anything too crazy yet with it outside of, or even with friends. So, um, no, uh, it's, it's going. That's a good way to put it. It's going. <laughs> I know we're, we're the same. We've been pretty blessed like to keep in, you know, to stay employed. Um, but just the isolation is what's gotten to me, but absolutely, um, absolutely. here we are. And it's cool to reach out, um, to people like you that I haven't met before. And, you know, we get to chat about things we love. So, um, Great. yeah. So Chris is a product designer at canvas here in the Salt Lake area. And yeah, we, we kind of met virtually through a, through a mutual friend and this friend said, I definitely needed a um, chat with Chris. So I'm excited to get to know you through 20 questions. So yeah, let's get into it. Absolutely. All right. So the first questions are warm up questions. Question number one, what needs a redesign? Right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, audible. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Tell me, tell me why I do audible too. And it's like not perfect. Um, I, Amazon's notorious for, you know, um, having like an initial like design or staple and then just like leaving it. (laughs) And I mean, obviously the company's grown, um, audible today isn't what it started off or what kick launched Amazon. And so like, I think it's a really disservice that they're not, uh, really showing it some love, um, you know, and, and so like the, it's just, you know, an older, um, design. And, and I think it could really use a, a revamp, especially like now that, I mean, almost everybody's listening, um, to audiobooks. It's how I feel like a majority of people now consume a lot of books or even, even when a, when a book is suggested to me, it's almost suggested through audio form before it is uh, a book handed to you nowadays. So it's like, come on, give us a, give it some love. Yeah, it needs like a, it needs a refresh for sure. Like it feels yeah. it feels a little bit stodgy, like a like a library, and maybe that's what they're trying to do. But they're um, Amazon's notorious though for like you know uh, hardcore me- metrics, you know, and so like they'll they'll run simulations of like okay, like do we turn this button red or you know keep it blue or something? You know what I mean? So it, it, it's all data driven, and and I why well, I understand that I definitely think that it's just a little bit of some finesse you know could be used to the to the web (laughs) that's that's cool because that's one i like hadn't hadn't thought of but now now that you say that i'm like oh yeah of course they totally need to like like freshen up and kind of like get with the times yeah (laughs) okay question two what's your favorite snack um it's those damn gummy frogs they're like, yeah, they're like these, these green gummy frogs that you can, you can get at like almost any gas station and, uh, they're like green on the top and then they have like a little white belly. Yeah. That's like, uh, that's my road trip go-to. I love how you, how you damned them right off the bat. Yeah. That's too good. But don't leave them in your car cause they'll all melt on a hot day and just form like one giant. <laughs> tower. One block. Yeah. One one blob that you just have to like chip chip away at. Yeah. Question three: What's your favorite book, or do you have a favorite book on creativity or design or any anything inspirational that you'd like to share? Oh yes, let me pull up Audible. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, um, so there's this book that um, I recommend to pretty much any designer or um, anyone in the creative field. I primarily. Um, is catered to designers um like like would you say like an agency designer but it 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 really uh, brings back the concepts Uh, i read it um or i listen to it every beginning of every year to just remind myself about the whole process but um and so it's called design is a job okay by by mike monetario right and um it's it's so great because it it um 
it really reinsures uh, the values of like what the hell we're doing and uh and and it really makes you i don't know it, it builds up confidence in young designers i remember like reading it and the first time and it was like there's no way how to you know because he was throwing out concepts like you know people you should limit like revisions or you know uh everything that's done extra should be paid for and it's such like a service-based industry that I think sometimes we can get caught up into the, oh man, like I, I feel bad. We tie too much emotion to it. You know, I feel bad and I, oh yeah, I'll do another revision for free or, or, you know, take another take when realistically he puts it in perspective to like a mechanic. Like if something's not done right or there's, uh, there's something else breaks, you know, and while your car is getting looked at, the mechanic doesn't just do that service for free. It's a, it's an upcharge. You treat everything else in the industry like that. So, um, you should really, uh, treat design the same way. I like that. Yeah. Like be a little bit more hard nosed and, and ser- what, like you said, like service based, it's like, we're, you know, we're not necessarily artists or that's one, you know, a, a big difference we have, um, is, is that we're, we're at the service of, of clients. So, you know, they want they want that service they've got to pay for it yeah absolutely it's and it's just asserting the book is really about asserting your value that's cool okay so design is a job probably on audible right <laughs> yeah it is <laughs> and it's him he he reads it to you oh and cool then, yeah so it's east coast accent is pretty funny i love that yeah that's 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 um that's a big advantage of audible right you know it's like to get the author in, in their voice reading their their words that's cool um Okay, so let's see. Question four: What gets you up in the morning? Um, my alarm clock. That's just <laughs> fair enough. Uh, no, I'm not a morning person, so it's like uh, I said. I started doing so. I have an Alexa in my room, and so um, so she'll just blast music. Like my favorite music, and that that kind of gets me out. So, so it's not just an annoyance. I like that. Okay, so question five is the question that everybody gets at at this point in the interview, which is the origin story question, um, which is just basically like, how did you get your start in design? You know, like your early training and early, you know, early jobs and schooling and like, um, and also like, um, if you're not from Salt Lake, like how did you end up in Salt Lake? So um, I moved here from the island of Guam from 2000. Uh, the military brought us here, brought our whole family. And so um, in that, ever since I was like a little kid, I've, I've been fascinated with like drawing and, and character design and stuff like that. And uh, I always used to fill out, you know, those mailers that would come in and you'd like, it's like a drawing test. You know, um, I don't know if you've ever uh, seen any of them, but there used to be this drawing test that got sent in the mail and it's like, hey, you want to be an artist? And blah, blah, blah. And then it would have like these like tests on there. So it's like redraw this pirate, you know, this turtle. And then you submit it, you know, and then they'd kind of give you like some feedback and like potentially guidelines of like where you could go. And so uh, one of the feedback that was sent to me was like, oh, you could be like a graphic design person you know, or ads, something in ads. And I was like, I don't even know what the hell that is. Uh, (laughs) um, So it kind of all stems from there. Um, And then again, like going through high school, I just, you know, loved art, uh, loved graffiti, you know, kind of fell in love with with that range. And so that's kind of where like the hip hop aspect of everything kind of falls into place. Um, But from there, um, went to college for it. Uh, I went to college for like to get a art degree and after a year of doing that I was like this this sucks <laughs> <laughs> like I knew um, I, I knew I could draw already so I was just like and I had taken so many courses up to that point and I was like I, ju- I literally just need to know how to draw on a computer and I would tell every single one of my professors that and they'd be like no like, well, you know, in three and a half years, you'll be able to do that. But right now you need, 
you know, you need to really focus on the fundamentals of art history and all that. And so it's like that I, I don't devalue any of that, but I just knew that uh, I'm more of a hands-on person and I know how I learn. And so um, I really had to get my hands on a computer and start messing with like Photoshop and Illustrator. That and so yeah, uh, and so uh, we. I'm a da- break dancer as well. So we went to this one event. And this guy, uh, one of the promoters was like, hey, I, can you make us like a flyer, you know, um, and I'll pay you. And so from that, I was like, hell yeah. So I just drew, I drew it up. Um, my friend helped me import it into like Windows Paint to like color the piece, you know, and then, yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was so janky, but it ended up being like a cover for like this like a local hip hop uh magazine and so from there i kind of like got the cover yeah for your first for like one of your first things that's yeah yeah so i was like blown away and i was like okay uh it was so pixelated dude um (laughs) (laughs) but um so from there it was just like okay like i need to really figure this out because like i'm already getting like paid to do this you know on a whim and so um and that was in utah county and so then I was asking around there and they said, Hey, there's like a technical college out this way that would teach you exactly what you're talking about. It's just like a two year course and it would teach you how to design on a computer and you would probably do some web design. I was like, I don't need to do web design, uh, but <laughs> I definitely need to learn how to draw on a computer. And so I went to um, Provo college down there in uh, Utah County. And so, uh, yeah, dropped out of like Weber and then went straight to like Utah County and started going there. Uh, um, and in there, I just absorbed everything really quickly. Um, the, the classes were amazing. The teachers and staff were great and it did, did exactly what, what I needed, you know? And I even, uh, really pushed my professors to like, you know, expedite me because I was like, I really need to get into an industry. Like start working, start learning, learning on yeah. the job. Yeah, because even I could tell even some of the things that they were teaching were already outdated, and so I was like, okay, um, I need to this needs to move faster. And so the biggest thing when you're in college um, is it's and if you're an art student or a graphic design student or whatever, the everything comes down to your portfolio. And I had a professor like really break that down, and so I was like, okay, well then I will expedite that myself and like figure out what do you need in a portfolio and so um so i it was like i finished my portfolio i think within the first year and so i was like i barely had taken some of the beginning classes of like you know the softwares like illustrator photoshop but (laughs) i was just such in a rush i don't know i was just hard-headed too um so but what that meant is like by you know, a year and a half into it, I already had a full portfolio ready to present to a company. While everybody would have been prepping that, you know, at the end of the two years. So, um, so luckily, so I just started like going out and like really trying to find companies that like meshed with me. And one day I was walking to, uh, downtown Main Street in Provo, and uh, there was this agency that had all Macs. It's a room of Macs. Uh, it's it a good just, sign. Yeah, it was just sleek. I loved Apple products at that time. So I was just like, this resonates. So I just walked in and was like, yo, are you guys hiring? Because this is, you know, you should be. <laughs> and, and you should look at my stuff. And so I presented my stuff. And coincidentally, they were looking for another designer. That's uh, that's cool, man. That's ballsy of you to just like, cold, you know, cold ask them. I like yeah. that. And so then, yeah, then they brought me back for an interview. And um, then I started working there as like a junior designer. Uh, it, they were really like ahead of the, the curve. So it was a company called Line Marketing. And uh, they, they focused on like websites and like a lot of like online like product design, which was, was, was really cool. And they had definitely some traditional things, you know, like branding. They're a full-fledged agency, but their uh, bread and butter that they were selling was like digital, the digital experience. 
And so joined there and uh, that was my first job. And so I had to wear like a, you know, I guess like a tie and it was crazy. It was like, but it, the, the vibe of them were just very like elite, like design, which usually like a lot of my friends, when they first got their first design jobs, it was just like, kind of like you're in the basement and you're wearing a hoodie. You know, and th- these guys were like, "No, you have to like look a certain way. You have to act a certain way, even if you're not front face speaking to clients. You you have to represent the company." And we are, you know, they they held themselves like a like an East Coast agency. It was kind of cool, but it's in Provo. <laughs> I mean, you know, you kind of have to like act the part, right? And yeah, that's good though. You yeah, you kind of like learn, you know, learn the ropes. Uh, um, so, and then, so now you're, yeah. and now you're at Canvas, right? So Canvas is the like education um, software developer, right? So you would think that, but we um, are a creative agency, actually. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we always get we always get mixed up with Instructure. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, they, we're uh, we're completely different. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Yep. No, no, no worries. So yeah, it was like uh, Canvas Creative was like the full um, name, and yeah, it's, it's essentially. I've only had two design jobs in my whole life. One was Lime, and then one was Canvas. So. Well, I think that's admirable. You know, I think it's good to like um, stick around and learn and b- build the team. Mm-hmm. I think that I think like a strong team is really important, and if people stick around, then you get a strong team. So that's really mm-hmm. cool. From there, I like this question: Is there a project that you think you should be known for? Like, if you had to pick one thus far, that I like took pride in. Is that something like maybe? Yeah. Um. So there's like um. I so I, it was like a few years back, but we got to work on this credit app called Lexington Law, and I'm like, I like it's not any of like this. It's nothing that's sexy in the in the whole scope of everything that I've ever worked on, or it's nothing like super mind blowing. But I was so proud to work on it because it's like um, one, I, it was a platform I was using. Like it was like just like on a whim they like hit up our company, but I was already using and it's all it all they do is like they fix credit and they educate people on credit, you know. And I had no idea about like you know building credit or anything like that, so I had to do it from the ground up. And then so I'm using this people's platform, and then they hit us up and they're like, "Yo, we want to make like a, a killer app," and so like that like blew me away. Um, but like I had my, my teeth sunk into like that whole project. Like I, everything from like, like they're very traditional like company. And so like changing like the color scheme of their whole platform to like coming up with strategies to uh, better optimize their mobile experience. Like they're, they're uh, kind of like a direct competitor to like Credit Karma, you know? And so... Um, they do a little bit of different initiatives, but um, yeah, it was it was such a blast. Like, and it's kind of crazy because these guys own like credit dot com. So, like, if oh, you, wow. you know, you know what I mean. So that's like the scale of of how big this this company is. Um, but it was just such an amazing experience for me. Not only having to go in um, with our PMs and like us like pitching, you know, like like the whole concept of how improved to improve their platform, but then like actually like building it and building like a great mobile experience. And it was, it was so uh, compelling that they reverse engineered it and applied it to their website. So it was like a full, fully successful project. And um, I learned so much from it. So it was cool. And that's cool. It sounds like you were, you were pretty important. Like, as far as being able to make some pretty big changes and be like a change agent and um, your, your interventions like actually made a big, a big impact. And that's, that's always like a good feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Right on. Um, Okay. So let's do a few more rapid fire questions. So I'll start with a silly one. What makes you dance? Uh, 
man, it sounds so generic, but it's just like the music, like, you know, <laughs> if it's the right, if it's the right beat and the right time, right. Like it can literally uh, being a dancer too. Like I have this theory that like, I don't think there really is uh, too many like, the concept of a bad dancer. I think you just, you know, if you have the right partner or, you know, the right, song or the right liquor in you <laughs> you know what i mean like thing things will get moving um in a more compelling way and so but yeah it all starts off with the song right like you it just some i've been in a room where like no one was on a dance floor and you know you throw on like billy jean or something and you just see like everyone's just emotion and you know face like light up and it's just like and everybody starts dancing and it changes everything changes the whole environment so I love the idea of like the power of the, of a beat. I, so I'm a, I'm a drummer and you know, yeah. Okay, like how, that. that means we need to talk later. <laughs> definitely. I'll talk to anybody about drums anytime. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of like underlying it. It's like, there's this power and in, in the drums and the beat and, you know, just getting, getting people to move like um, un, unwittingly, you know, like they don't even, yeah. they don't even, they're not even trying and they're like, you know, moving their head and, tapping their feet yeah and and we're you know we're b-boys so it's like you know the b in b-boys is for beat you know what i mean you're you're, you're a break boy and so the part of the music that everyone's dancing to or b-boys break to is the drum solos <laughs> you know the drum beat yeah drum beat. that's right yeah that's the break part yeah where everything cuts out yeah. it's just the drums okay so this is maybe related um we're at question eight um what random skill do you wish you were better at uh, I'm in the process of learning it right now. Roller skating. <laughs> like traditional, like roller skate straight yeah. up. Yeah. So I'm in the process right now learning how to dance on roller skates. Oh, cool. It's so random and like came out of nowhere, but yeah, it is so fun. Oh, that sounds fun. On some quads, some old school. Yeah. That's a so a quads like the traditional with like the yeah like the four wheels. Um, wh- and then when you're dancing, is it like with partners or solo or both? Uh, it'll be both. But and when you're first starting out, it's it's kind of by yourself. You know what I mean? It's just like kind of like feeling a groove, and and then like it's crazy because there's like this whole giant community. And now because of COVID, like it got bigger. Because people were just at home, like doing nothing. So then, like, you can't buy skates right now. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah. Like, and people are like selling, like, you know, $300 skates for like, you know, maybe like $700 market. You know what I mean? Like, it's, wow. it is insane, right? That's so funny. Like, the things that are like safe, like socially distanced safe, are just blowing up. Mm-hmm. That's, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't expect that. Okay. So this might be related too. So, question nine, what, what will be trendy in 2021 in design or uh n- whatever i i took design out of that question because maybe it should be more open dude it's hard to say bro like this uh <laughs> the things that are trending but uh, what i would have said would have trended i would have said like festivals would have trended in uh in 2020 you know yeah and that almost doesn't even exist anymore isn't that kind of crazy yeah that's insane I mean, but does that mean like, you know, in two years, festivals are going to be out of control? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, it's the, what is it? There's like a calm when there's a tsunami, right? There's the calm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The whole thing just swallows up everybody. Everything destroys everything. So yeah, that's where we're at. Um, but um, uh, what will trend in 2021? My personal take is like, um, from a technology standpoint, everybody will or sh- will get their shit together on how to optimize whatever they're doing online. I think this year was the wake up call to be like, "Oh crap, we need it," and so and and let's start building. And you'll, you're going to see that wave hit pretty substantially when. 2021 comes around you know and you 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 think of it in in all types of ways like like oh like you you wanted to watch like a ufc fight or the whole process of like logging on and like ordering a fight and you know like something like that will be streamlined and and cleaned up 
uh, Zoom calls will be improved. You know what I mean? How students um, get their curriculum, all that is going to be improved because it's being worked on right now. You know, going going back to Amazon and you know what we can learn from them, like with the one one click pur- purchases. Or like how easy it is to go like retrieve your package when you know when it's in the lock you know Amazon locker like they're yeah I think they're like leading the way yeah so I think like all businesses they really you either you know dropped back or you're you're kind of moving with the wave and and being flexible and trying to really figure out like there's a lot of companies that I know that never had an e-commerce footprint that are trying to figure it out now you know yeah so, right i mean even like restaurants like every yeah, restaurant yeah, right yeah, trying to be online yeah. um that's interesting yeah i didn't and to think about it like um like covid being the kind of like the catalyst for it but then even when covid's over like everybody just be, you know mm-hmm. realizing they needed to be optimized and i think restaurants are in that realm right mm-hmm. where they where they were like oh oh shit we should have been like d- mm-hmm. you know doing takeout and more online orders before because this is great yeah and it, and it won't, I don't think it'll ever go back to, you know, the way it's not like, um, everything goes back to normal and then like, oh, we don't need this technology. You know what I mean? It's only going to increase, you know, um, it's like, it's like, uh, the, the work from home scenario, you know, prior to this, that almost was like taboo or, you know, like, oh, you want to work from home that that's not even possible. And now I don't, I don't think it's going to be fully 100% like work from home, like in the future, but like, I think there's going to be a split because these companies have really figured out like, Oh, there's money to be saved. Yeah. Oh, that one, that one's trippy to me. I've, I've worked in like office design before Yeah. and yeah. you know, there was so much talk, you know, about the open plan. Is it, is it successful? Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. And now yeah. it's like, yeah. screw yeah. open plan. Yeah. It's like a, a bunch of people are never going back to the office, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, like, like, like well-paid, like white collar people never going back to the office, you know? And what is, what yeah. does that mean? And th- and then how does that affect like we work and like his co-working spaces? Or, like, you know, what is that? Yeah. That's going to be super interesting to watch. Yeah, dude. That's fun. That's a, that's a good topic. Okay. So question 10. Uh, Salt Lake related question. Do you have a happy place in the Salt Lake area that's kind of like outside of your your home or your office? Absolutely. Um, my happy place is called The Herc. So I'm a part of a nonprofit uh, that essentially is like, we started off with just like breakdancing and like hip hop um, events and, and, and things of that nature. And it kind of has spread into like, being recognized from the city as the arts and so we changed our name um and so it's called 1520 arts okay and so but one of the the staples of 1520 arts one of the things that we did was uh we started a facility that's called the herc stands for hip-hop education resource center um and so that is in like uh, south salt lake and it's this location where we can go. Uh, it's an after-school program, but then also like a community center. And so think of it like your kid can go there at, for an after-school program. And instead of learning like the generic things that you learn, uh, you can learn all facets of hip-hop. So kid goes there and they can learn how to do graffiti, DJ, uh, dance, um, like MC, like rap, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, I know it. I've been there a few times. We were like practicing um, our like samba for the yeah. for our samba band there for a second. Yeah, and I loved. I loved like um, one of the things that like caught me was how everybody's name was like on the rafter. Like they yeah. like I loved how they like recognize like every like important com- community member of like the b boy yeah. scene like in, in in writing on the wall. I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, definitely the Herc, like worth, worth checking out. And you guys do like events there where like the public can come. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so every Saturday right now is, and they don't we'll always shift, but like right now, every Saturday um, that we hold like this, like a thrift night. And so people can come during the day and just like do some thrifting, you know, uh, with clothing and stuff like that. Um, tons of like different, like, um, 
people around the community come and, and hold their uh, specific like teaching nights. So there's like a like a salsa night thing that's like taught there. There is uh, hip hop classes, so all all ranges. You know, there's body confidence, which is like those girls are like kind of doing like some really cool stuff. Like so, yeah. There's it's just like a giant like uh, art community center. That's cool. I didn't know there were that many different kinds of like a movement happening there. Yeah, dude, it's it's wild. Like there's some there's like uh, this night where like DJs get together. All the, which is really cool because it's like in the city you have so many different facets of DJs and it's cool to see like all of them kind of come in and just like let me just riff it you know and it's like dude playing EDM but then like another dude's like on some hip hop stuff and he's scratching but then another dude's like you know oh I'm like I produce music for you know shows like and they're just all sh- sharing ideas and concepts which I don't really know any other place that would do that so that sounds amazing that makes you like want to hang out there more yeah dude it's, <laughs> it's always there we're always there so <laughs> okay shout out shout out to her h h e r c yeah the Herc. yeah okay cool next question the inspiration question you know every we've already covered a lot of like inspiration but um, is there like a specific thing you want to share, like where, where you find or where you go to find like inspiration for your work? It's really like surrounded in like a lot of like hip hop, you know, like down to the music, down to the, the culture of like hype, you know, like, like clothing, like sneakerhead stuff, like, um, going to uh, I'm, it's fortunate now that a lot of the artists that I looked up to and admired have now become mainstream like artists you know who are doing giant galleries but they started off as street artists so it's like that stuff's like amazing like I love the the artist cause and I mean the guy is is breaking so many uh, barriers I mean he had a damn float in the macy's thanksgiving parade you know like so it's it's a trip you know like that's yeah uh, so oh sorry it's a k-a-y-s yeah and uh yeah he's just uh he's crazy you know uh but like going from like you know blowing up like uh trains oh sorry uh bombing trains is like uh doing graffiti on trains <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry yeah so doing graffiti on trains to you know like building you know sculptures and pieces for dior you know the the major you know fashion brand like like stuff like that it's it's just gnarly so i love that what a what a great answer because like hip-hop hip-hop culture is like so so deep and mm-hmm. and not only that but just like so so many things happening within it and i feel like so much like originality is kind of happening in that scene um it's like just such on the edge on the edge that's I, I like that like yeah it's just like an environment of like push yourself to be greater you know than where you came so it's it, it in that mentality everything you absorb from it it really has that swagger or that attitude, you know? So I, I love that. And so that, that always just feeds me. Cause you see like, Oh, this kid was, you know, uh, rapping in front of like eight people, you know, last year at some festival. And now he's headlining, you know, uh, at some awards thing, you know? And so it's just like, it's, everyone's always grinding and like, and, and, and pushing it to the next level and exceeding expectations. So, I love that. Uh, yeah. And like the, that, like it's, I want to say like it's accessible, like, um, mm-hmm. you know, like a kid, a kid can have like a drum machine and a mic and like, you know, just show their yeah. ta- talent, you know, that they've got, they've got the goods and blow up, you know, and I yeah. love that. They didn't have to like have a pr- producer and a band and all of that shit, you know? Yeah. If, they, if they're willing to put in the work, like it, it shows like there is a measure of success within that, you know? So. I dig it. Yeah, good one. Okay, so let's do some questions about just like uh, practice-related questions, I call them. So like kind of yeah. specifically about just like design process. Um, 
And so the first one I wanted to ask you is about actually what your le- least favorite part of the design process is. Uh, the research part. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm, I'm such a visual person. And so it's by far like uh, my weakest area, but it is so needed. You know, this is why like there's like micro roles um in in different like applications or different softwares for like people who are going to go in and do the research and like actually like do all the documentation you know of the of the proper way you know to build something i'm like i'm just really bad at it uh, i wish i was more like detail oriented i'm just more of like a visual hands-on type of person you know so someone who who would um put together like a spec sheet, you know, of here's all the documentation of what this thing needs to be. I would feel a little bit more comfortable doing wireframes and actually seeing like, okay, this button would go here or this makes it, you know what I mean? That I can communicate and translate that a little bit better. Um, and so, yeah, but I do, I do, I do wish I was a better writer in that sense though. That's interesting. Yeah. I, it just made me think of like the, the, what I was talking about before about the team, you know, and like just the importance of a team, because like, there's going to be somebody else that does, you know, the technical stuff and likes that. Right. And they're going to, they're going to lean on you for the visuals. So I don't know. It just, I think in design, like yeah, team becomes important. It's hard though in a, in an agency setting, I will say, because like you're forced to like wear a million hats, you know? And so like, uh, that's the hard part of the difference I've seen when like people working on a product versus like an agency designer, like you can, you as a product person can like specialize in something in the agency realm. You kind of have to be the jack of all trades, you know, until the team gets like big enough or, you know, you get gain more support. That's a good call. Like, yeah, you want to, you want to be able to write like some clever copy or like a clever tagline or, come up even come up with like some good brand names and and that's 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 hard that's like a its own discipline you know yeah okay so question 13 do you have a favorite drawing technique that you use kind of like day in and day out that helps your process really it's just like a traditional figure drawing because i just think like uh just people are the hardest thing to capture and so um, what I've found, I, there was definitely times where I tried to take shortcuts, um, and it just did not work out in my benefit, even till now. You know, like I'll give you an example. When um, I was coming up, I had this teacher who was like, "You should really focus on hands and like really like figure out the anatomy and you know everything about them." and like how people communicate and just like do a long study of hands. And I was like, nah, (laughs) I was like, I don't have time for that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do that. And it is hurt me all the way up to this day. Like, you know, like I'll, I'll be designing out things for, you know, like right now I'm designing out uh, some stuff for Spotify and it's like, hands (laughs) are jacked up you know like yeah like so i'm i work in industrial design and so we have to draw like hands you know with products all the time Mm -hmm. and that's funny because the last person i had at izzy we were talking about how hard it is to draw hands and like Mm -hmm. there's no there's no shame in like uh taking a photograph of your hand holding something and scan you know tracing it because there it's just like yeah drawing drawing anatomy is just like a lifelong beast man but that's that's cool i like i like to talk about it Okay, so this is like a newer question that is, I think, you know, kind of hits home for me, but it's like, like, it's a kind of, it's pretty real. So how much of your design work sees the light of day? Like how much of the, yeah, how much of the work that you kind of like produce actually, actually makes it out in the world? I'd say like a good chunk of it, man. Now, there's a difference of it, like actually going live to like accomplishing or moving the way you intended it to. And, and that is the, that's the nature of agency work, you know, because a lot of times people are coming to us for the big idea, look, vibe and feel. And then when they take it in house, it gets botched, you know? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, even if you have like, we'll, we'll put it together a pretty thorough document that says like, this is exactly how to use everything. And it's still, it's like, nope, you made that logo way big or 
Like, or even when we build a full site or an app for a company, you know, some, some project manager gets in the role and just breaks everything, you know? And it's just like, uh, you had a perfectly thing. Like uh, I'll give you an example, you know? So, uh, there was this fancy, like Lennon pillow company that, uh, from England that we did. And we had mapped out this beautiful experience um, on their website and it was so groundbreaking and lovely and uh, there's this section where it just kind of tells about like the different like linens and threads and everything like that and it was really interactive and one of their engineers just like had a gripe with it I just think he just didn't know how to manage it or anything like that but it was like kind of just like a build once and just leave it just let it simmer man but he I don't know he had something with it so we go back to the site like a year later and no joke you go oh, the experience is really beautiful on the site and you go to that section and it's like literally a pdf <laughs> it was like a pdf just sitting there and so like people have to click into the pdf and then this pdf pulls up and and it was so horrible and i'm like damn it you know like so that's like the hard part about agencies but yeah I, i'd say uh, the cool thing is is like we do get to see like a lot of our stuff go like live um because we're in the agency realm but um does it perform how it fully to like your how you imagined it not really that's really intriguing that's like not not how i expected that um answer to go and i love it um yeah because it's like even if you're done even if your stuff does see the light of day yeah does it does it execute how you want it question 15 what rituals or routines do you have that like enhance your creative process? Enhance? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really bad with routines. You're talking to <laughs> the worst person for that. Um, but it's just like, I think just re- having a system and then just kind of re- really repeating it, you know, which in, in my line of work, it's pretty tough uh, again, because of agency um, scope and, and process. Like it's, you know, like one second you could be working on like a brand and next second I could be working on like, like this interface design. And then the next second I'm like designing characters for, you know, some onboarding process. Like it just, it, it changes so rapidly. So, but it, 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 for everything, I can tell you this, at least like um, I sketch everything out on my, on my iPad so like i have this app called procreate and in there there's just files of like everything it's kind of the basis and maybe because i'm such a visual learner that's like my main way to like really get concepts and ideas so if i'm pitching a lot of times i'll be sketching while i'm pitching or or you know and and then i can just like turn it around and be like this you know how about something like this or in a rough draft I like that. Like during, yeah, basically during a presentation or having that be part of like a live part of your presentation. That's cool. Okay. I like this question. What is your secret weapon? Uh, In what? (laughs) I'm going to leave it open. (laughs) Yeah. Don't make it easy. Um, um, I would say it would be my charm. (laughs) Um, my my dad my dad's like really good with people you know and i i think i was very blessed to get that from him you know um to and because we we he was in the military and we were moving around all the time like you you uh couldn't get complacent you know you and you couldn't just be silent because i'd be moving into like a new area and i'd have to like i'd have to do something to like make friends or like start a conversation or i couldn't just like fall in the shadows so that's cool i like that you like yeah stand up to the challenge Mm -hmm. so yeah the charm well i could concur with that i've been i've been charmed with your you know your answer (laughs) oh that's good (laughs) yeah keep, keep it up um okay question 17 what are outside influences to your design process i mean it kind of touches a little bit back onto like the the hip hop um, item, but if we're going to say like something even outside of that, um, I just like, I like looking and understanding the processes of like other industries, 
you know? And so, and I, luckily I gained that from like a very um, wide range of like talented uh, designers and friends, you know? And so it's cool to like sit back and, and hear, you know, okay, like someone who um, works on data visuals for Amazon, uh, someone who has a whole business off of just like making sculptures f- through paper, like, or someone who makes a typeface, custom typefaces for companies like, Oh man, like what is the process of that? Right. Yeah. Those are great sources because like, I, I think we all get tunnel vision into our industries, you know? And so it's really cool to hear like, and you, you, probably can even i found some similarities and taking some bits of you know gold from people who aren't even in my same industry that's what i like about the answer is like kind of like yeah crossing over you know to other creative industries like i always think about like um film you know people in film filmmakers or like music producers i love um um song song exploder that podcast where they where they get like musicians to like break apart you know kind of yeah. unpack or break down how they created a song. I think that's awesome. Dude, does that mean you listen to Dissect too? Um, no, I've heard of it. I think I might've like gone there once or twice, but if you're recommending, I'll. Dude, yeah. There's one, I mean, I'm not a, not advocating Kanye, but uh, he does a piece. I think it's like his second season or something is on Kanye's uh, My Beautiful uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy. And it's amazing. Okay, so question 18. This is the funky question about the future. How do you see like the future of design playing out? Like, what do you, where do you think like design will be in the future? Man, it's, it's getting very interesting. It's, you know, it's always leading, you know what I mean? And, and even more so now it's like, you know, I've been in like what you would say, like an advertising industry for years. And so it's really cool to see like, the transition from like a uh, people having to buy billboards to now the billboards in your pocket and it's constantly it's constantly with you and it's evolving with you and it's like it's listening to you you know for better or worse like and so in all of that it encapsulates design because it has to like feel and look you know good it has to to trust it i have to you know and so it's, it's uh, very interesting, the next wave of things, you know, and then, and then we're talking even deeper things like Neuralink items, right? Like, <laughs> you know, like some pretty heavy stuff. I always, always envisioned it like um, we're getting pretty close to the minority report, <laughs> you know, concepts where it's just like, you know, your eye gets scanned and then the ads like shift to like, Oh, hello, you know, Chris. Notice you had some like art supplies on your mind. Well, why don't you you know what I mean? Like it's it's kind of getting close to that, you know? Like how many times I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but if you've been if you've ever said anything, just talking with your friends and then you go onto Instagram or something, and then there's like literally like the ad for it. Like we've we've done like like little little exercises within the office. And it's like, and, and try and try to catch that. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's like, whoa, where it's only, you know, you've only spoken about it, not searched or emailed. And then it's like, oh, okay, now we have it. I have an ad for, for this. And so I think that in all of that, like all that is the good thing is it will require design yeah. for the interfaces for everything. So. Right. I know. So like our, our job security is good. Maybe. But yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, unless robots can be. But um yeah, no, that's that's interesting. I like what you said about like you kind of if if it's more interactive or if it's like in your pocket and a little bit more like intimate, you kind of have to trust it or like you have to have a better like a like a more maybe positive relationship with like the ads as opposed to billboards where they're just like there or whatever and they can yell at you and you can ignore it. So maybe what I'm getting at is like maybe it's not a bad thing to have your phone or your computer, like kind of knowing like what you want, like as you want it. Like for me, the trippy thing has been on Instagram, like getting, like getting converted a lot, you know, like I used to be like, feel like I was immune to ads 
but lately you know yeah. like like instagram like really knows it's like oh yeah you you like jackets and here's one you're gonna like and i'm like yep i i can't deny i've got to you know check that jacket out yeah and it's kind of strange too it's like you don't do any like we don't do any like due diligent like searches, you know, outside of maybe big purchases, but like, you know what I mean? So that jacket gets presented to you and you're not thinking of like, let me like counter search that to other jackets. You know what I mean? Like we would normally do. It's just like, Oh shoot. Yeah. That's the jacket. Yeah. You're like, okay, well I'll, I'll check out what you're offering. It's like, it's like somebody, you know, you're like walking down the street and some guy like, Hey, come, you know, come try our nachos. And you're like, Oh, I'll try one. Yeah. It happened to me the other day, dude. I was, uh, I was looking for like a, like a color lamp, you know, that would, can change and stuff like that. Like the, the hues of your room and stuff. And so, and so one got presented, so I'm thinking of it and obviously it gets presented to me on Instagram and like, I was like, Oh yeah. So I bookmarked it and saving it to, to buy. But then I was like, damn dude, I didn't even like cross check that against something or, and it's not a, it's not a fam- it's not a familiar name that I know or anything like that, and it's like it's really becoming like that though, you know. Like you're like oh, like I want a hat, and then whatever the you know hat comes up, you're just I don't know, and I don't know what that is. I don't know why we don't. Uh, maybe it's just convenience, right? That's one that I couldn't have foreseen or predicted as the direct to consumer companies. You know, like like because you know when I was in school. And now it feels like a long time ago, like 10 years ago, I was in design school, like brand was everything, you know, it was all about, you know, the building the tribe and knowing the brand and being trusting of the brand and, you know, like all of that and like Apple and its heyday. And now, now, you know, you, all of these direct and consumer brands you've never heard of before. And they're like, just, they're there in your, in your face. You're like, sure, I'll try it. Sounds good. Who would have, who would have predicted that? As long, as long as they can catch you in that, like, freak, where are we at now, like, a millisecond, <laughs> like, in, in, like, a half a second, you know, window, if you can catch me in that, then I'm sold, you know? But, and it's very hard to capture somebody within that time frame, right? So you have, you have to do something pretty explosive. Um, but if you can, like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm sold. So I found that out with, like, um, Freaking even something as simple as these damn masks. You know what I mean? Like somebody has like a compelling design on a mask, and I'm just like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, I'm gonna buy that. Did I need it? I have 17 masks. Like, you know, no, I didn't, but I could always use another one, right? Like it and that is like that's that power. Yeah, that's super interesting. Um, and I love, I love how you tied it into like the, the whole, like one click, you know, I, you know, back to the one click idea and like minority report. It's like, what's, what's the next step beyond like one click, you know, it's like, you know, you know, yeah. like one blink or so, something, you know, yeah, and, real, and then it's in your hand. Oh, that's, that's trippy. Okay. Um, all right. Next question. What, what do you wish that, um, other designers would do? Like, do you have ad- advice for other designers at this point in your career? Uh, yes, I do. I, I was just thinking about this uh, with a friend of mine, but um, I think it's we, we get so held up and it's getting worse because of um, the scenarios and situations that we're being thrown into, like COVID, you know, where we're from home and stuff like that. So it makes it even a little bit more difficult. But I think once all this passes to like not forget about like um, reaching out you know, and stepping outside of uh, gaining uh, experience outside of like just being in front of the computer. Like it's, it's one that I, for many years where I like fell into that. And it's like, um, as of like, you know, recently, like the past like three or four years where I was like, I gotta, I gotta step out and, and really figure out an experience uh, get hands on, and that that comes from like whatever the type of design you come from. So it's like, for, I'll give you examples, right? So it's like uh, someone is creating, you know, a better user experience for the Chipotle or uh, what is it? Uh, yeah, like Chipotle app or something, right? But that person's never actually gone and ordered something from Chipotle or gone through the experience of seeing like oh, someone making an online order and like waiting there and you know seeing all the different constraints and you know it's it's all coming off of like 
you know, like prospected like data, you know, versus like actually going in and like figuring out the user experience while you're there in RL, <laughs> in RL, <laughs> you know? So um, I think that that's a huge thing because even like when we're getting design references or resources, you know, we'll just search online, you know, like uh, when we were doing um, this furniture company's uh, site, it's like, oh, okay, I'm just going like, to look at all your all my competitors. But something really changed because I went to, you know, I was like, no, let me go to like some furniture stores and just hear the lingo and hear what like what are people like buying? What are they what is the experience, the checkout experience and you know, from you know, the average person, you know, going to like and so like kind of just getting a little bit not forgetting like to to have the more hands-on approach to things and uh, to gain some of that uh, research and and not just doing it all online. I love it. You, yeah, that's great advice. And, and I'm, you've got me here, like thinking about my current projects. Okay. Like, yeah, I need to, what can I do? Like I'm working on a shaving project. I need to like shave my shave in different situations, shave other people. Like what else, you know, like how can I get more hands-on? Um, that's such a good reminder. Yeah. Cause it's just, it just gives you a little, uh, another level of empathy for the users you know, or other people, it's like, oh, real people are using this product, or this is really meaningful. And then when you can capture that and put it into the experience, like that is, that makes a product go way further. You know, uh, example, Apple and their packaging, right? Like they, they, they really wanted it to feel like, you know, Christmas morning when you're opening that thing. So uh, imagine, I can't imagine, you know, the designer of the packaging could touch that, like the opening things. You know, left and right, you know, like Apple's notorious for this, for like this really trying to figure out like, okay, like how does this pencil supposed to feel in your hand? You know, like, like, oh, when your AirPods, like the lid snaps, we really have to like really put a ton of research into that, the sound of that snap and the, the opening feel of that hinge, you know? So it's just being hands on. A little bit more hands-on outside of just like a digital experience. Yeah, great answer. Um, okay, this is the last question. Um, question 20. What is a myth about design that you would like to debunk? Uh, uh, it's easy. <laughs> it is not easy. It's uh and it's it's funny because there was like so many different rules and steps, you know. Uh, we're, we're probably like you know when we're going like growing through uh, school and going through the processes of, and it feels like a lot of people uh, feel like they can skip those steps now. And to a certain ex- extent, you can, but to make things great. I think there's still a level of like craftsmanship that designers should put into their work. And it sucks because like in this world we live in now, it feels like, you know, things come off a little easier, you know, like a kid can just make like a TikTok and like ultra famous. <laughs> it's just like, you know. Yeah, true, true. Or like any, you know. Like any kid can kind of use Photoshop, but can they do it well, or can they can they solve the problem? You know? Right, and and in some cases that is very true. But I think that just a reminder to like go back and like when when you make it, like go back and do that research. You know, go back and like really, you have the funding now, or you have the time. Like go back and really hone in and and research maybe. Um, what made those things great, you know, or how you can improve something even further, you know, like it's like these kids who just like skip like, um, like film school and they're just like, oh, I'm just gonna. but like, I think people, the, the best ones I've ever seen do it, they always circle back, you know, um, what, when things are going well. So it's really like, okay, like I, maybe I skipped that course on hands. <laughs> I mean, so I go back and now that I have the time to, I mean, really study it again because it's, it's, you're always learning. Totally. 
I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of like, how I feel what, you know, the point of this podcast partly is, it's just like for all of us to like, um, reflect and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of learn, learn from our, learn from our own process and from others, you know, and share those things. So, um, yeah. yeah, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge. It's been an awesome interview. Um, really, really great to talk to you and get to know you and, um, now I want to like hang out somehow. You know, <laughs> we maybe after, uh, we maybe I can come roller skating. Come roller skate, come to the hurricane, like play yeah. some drums, dude. Yeah. Like they would love that. Like just seriously, like if there was like a night, you <laughs> come through, play some drums, like let's kick it. Okay. Okay. We're going to figure it out. I love it. Um, but yeah, thanks so much again. Like it was really, it was really rad to like um, learn about your process and you had some amazing answers. So I'm really um, pleased that we could get you on, you know, make the time to get you on. So yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. No worries. Thank you guys.